Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. I chose the topic today, the gifts of grief, because over the last few days I have talked with several people who are going through different phases of being in grieving. First, I want to be clear about something. There is the popular notion out there that there are seven stages of grief. This is incorrect. There are no stages to grief. This idea came from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's book called On Death and Dying. And in that book, she talks about seven stages of dying. And if you really look at those seven stages, you will see that some of them can't even possibly apply to grieving over someone who has died. But you can clearly see how a person who is getting found out that they are going to die could go through those seven stages. There's, there's no stages of grief. Grief is, and you might feel all those different emotions, but to try to corner it or, or push it into just these are the stages and I've gone through this one and then I'm going to this one, it really interferes with the process because grieving is a process. And as I said, I have talked with three people this week who are in deep grieving. In their cases, they were all because someone had had died. And that is probably one of our deepest levels of grieving, but it's really important to keep in mind that we grieve about all sorts of things. We grieve um, when we lose a pet. We grieve when we lose a job. We grieve when a relationship ends. We grieve when we lose something like an earring or our watch or something happens to our home. I mean, anytime we have a loss, we grieve. And there seems to be some sort of I don't know. It's almost like grieving is a mystery or grieving is something that we're, we're afraid of. I, I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but when I talk with people, um, they seem to think that they shouldn't, they should be over it by now. Maybe that's, maybe that's what happens. And what I say to people is that you're probably never going to get over this. You will get through it and you will learn a bunch of stuff and then you can, you know, move on with your life. But telling someone to get over something really dismisses where they are in the moment. I mean, I have moments when I feel like I need to get over myself and, and start pulling it together. But that's a different thing. And that's not what I'm talking about here. So there are gifts that come along with any kind of grieving. And obviously, when you're grieving about losing some small object, that's very different from when someone has died or there's been, you know, some calamity in your life and you're dealing with those challenges. When my sister died, I learned a lot about grieving. And the reason was because we weren't very close. We, there was no real estrangement. There was no animosity, but we were not close. We maybe talked on the phone every couple of months. We didn't live in the same town. Um, we saw each other every two or three years. So it was just, she was a person that I was related to and we had some things in common, but I didn't have an everyday relationship with her. And so when she died in 2013, I was absolutely astounded at my reaction that I had a deep sense of loss and a deep sense of something missing in my life, and I didn't expect it. And so I got to watch myself go through almost an entire year of grieving. I would burst out in, into tears when I didn't expect it, just like 
someone who will when they've when someone's really close to them have died i had the same reaction with someone who was not really a part of my everyday life and i was fascinated by it and i wanted it to go away i didn't want to feel that way and now that i say that maybe that's part of the resistance to grieving is we don't want to feel like that we don't want to feel sad we don't feel want to feel like we're out of control of our emotions because deep grief will just come on, take you and carry you away in unexpected moments. And we don't like that. I also think in the United States here, we live in a culture where, A, it's not okay to die. And then when somebody does die on us, it's kind of not okay for us to to grieve or have our own emotions. It's like, okay, this happened. I felt sad. Let's move on. That's not healthy. So getting back to my adventure with um, grieving for my sister, um, I, you know, I went and saw her uh, the day before she passed and we had a little nice little conversation and then I came home and then I would find myself in these different moments feeling enormous grief and I couldn't understand it on one level because we weren't that close. On another level, she had always been there because she was my older sister. So I hadn't been on this planet without her around and just knowing that I could call her if I wanted. I was able to step out of it a little bit. And I spent a lot of time thinking about why I was feeling the way I did and how it was hitting me and what was going on inside of me. Because I learned a long time ago when my, my father died when I was quite young. And so I, I, I learned that when someone dies, you're grieving for them, not because they're, they're in pain or not okay. You're grieving. It's your stuff. It's not theirs. It's not about them. It's about you. When you, whenever that loss is, whether it is a death, a divorce, a car accident, whatever the grieving is, is it's about you and how you are feeling. And so I spent a lot of time looking at that because I was fascinated and puzzled and yeah, wanted to be over as well. And what I discovered was that I wasn't necessarily grieving for my actual physical sister I wasn't necessarily asking her to be um, back because she really wasn't very happy. And I felt like in many ways she was released and she was free. So again, why am I so upset about this? Well, after a few months of, you know, working with this and talking with my nephew and just paying attention to what was gone, I had a major revelation that revelation was that I was not actually grieving for my sister who had existed in this world. I was grieving for the relationship I always wanted with her and didn't have. And I started to understand that what I was grieving for was that relationship that I wanted to have with her, that I never had with her. And that for all of those years where we were I guess I semi estranged where we didn't have a close relationship in my head. I had the hope or the dream that we would be able to come to better terms with each other or gain more in common. And we would eventually establish this warm, loving sister relationship. And when she died, that 
dream, that idea died. And I wasn't even aware, or I wasn't consciously aware that I had that hope or that dream in my head. And the truth is, is because of all of the family dynamics, because of our personalities, that never would have happened anyway. But I walked around with this subconscious or maybe a little between conscious and subconscious idea that I, we would somehow get older and somehow decide that we wanted to be really close and somehow all of a sudden be really compatible. That was what I was grieving more than anything. I wasn't grieving the absence of someone that was pretty much absent from my life in the first place. When I started to understand that I had been living this sort of fantasy in my head, I started to calm down. I started to um, come to terms with a lot of other things. It actually showed me what I was doing with the family dynamic internally, how I actually, you know, reacted or responded to the, the external world based on what I had going on inside me. And so this grieving of my sister that was pretty much unexpected was really good thing for me because it showed me some of the fantasies that I lived in. It showed me um, how, um, how we walk around with ideas in our head that we're not completely aware of. The real gift in it was that I came to completely understand, realize, and accept that there wasn't anything that I did wrong. There wasn't anything that she did wrong. It's just we were very different people and we went out and we lived our lives in very different ways. And that was okay. And that relationship that I somehow had built up in my head, probably influenced by TV and movies and, you know, all of that Norman Rockwell stuff, that it was ever going to be any different. And when I accepted that, when I realized that it never would have changed anyway, I started to become much more peaceful within myself because on some level I let go of some of this things that I was supposed to do, what I thought I was supposed to do, um, that I should have done more in some area, that I should have reached out more to her, blah, 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 blah. All of those shoulda, coulda, woulda things. And I was able to release them. And I bless her on her way. She lived a good life and um, she did what she did and I do what I do and life goes on. So there was a real gift in all of that. And I appreciate so much um, that experience because it also helps me when I am talking with people who are going through different grief uh, experiences and I can, I don't tell them to get over it. I don't tell them that it's going to be wonderful tomorrow. Um, it takes about a year. I used to wonder why there is this official year of mourning and I don't know where it came up in the, in the social structure of things, but I have noticed when people in my life have died um, and watching other people who walk through it, that it seems to take a whole cycle, a whole year of walking through all those firsts, the first Christmas, the first Easter, the first birthday without this person. And once they, they go through that cycle, then for most people, they start to heal. Now, some people never heal from a loss. My mother didn't. My father, she lived 14 years after my father died, and she never, never got past it to build another life. 
And part of that is I think she grieved, but she was never able to rise into another area. I don't think she wanted a life without my father. And that, that's another thing to keep into consideration. But one of the people I was talking to this week said, I want to get back to my life. And it's only been about four months. But also, you know, her husband was in a home. They hadn't been living together. So she'd really been sort of dealing with him and grieving for a long time. And that's the other thing, is I have several acquaintances, friends, who have gone through the walking their parents through the last few years or months of their lives. And one person in particular who had been caring for or supporting her mother through uh, the whole dementia and being in a home and, and just fading from this world experience, when when the mother died, this person was astounded that they went into deep grief because they thought that they had been grieving all along. And that so when the actual end came, it would just be okay, I've grieved, um, they're gone, it's over and ta da, here we go forward. But the fact of the actual loss really hit this person. And it and it's natural, they were so deeply involved with this person's life, that of course, they were going to grieve. Somehow or another, we feel like we want to avoid grieving. And maybe it's partly because we don't like how we feel. We don't like feeling unhappy. We feel out of control of our emotions. We feel empty. We feel pain. All of those, everything that you could possibly put together there, you feel it. And so we don't want to feel that way. But if we can allow ourselves to sit down and cry, or whatever it is you do to offload um, heavy emotion, cry, run, write, you know, go boxing, whatever it is you do to, to offload that emotion, but allow yourself to still have the emotion, allow it to, to f- allow yourself to feel the pain, because that pain will not kill you. It will hurt badly, but it will not kill you. And once you allow that pain to come up, then it will dissipate and you will start to become clearer in your mind and in your body and in your heart. And it's the heart that hurts. And it's, it is sad. Um, Especially I noticed that I'm mostly talking about people dying. And I guess that's because that's who I've talked with this week, people have had a lot of losses. But in general, think about this. There's a, there was a pandemic for almost two years, and we are starting to come out of that. And there's a lot of grief in a lot of different areas. Jobs have been lost. Ways of life have been lost. Our entire way of being in this world has been changed, and it feels like a loss. All of that is worth grieving for. Allow that pain, allow it to come up, allow yourself to, to, to be angry for a little bit, allow yourself to be sad, allow yourself to feel empty, allow yourself to have those emotions and walk through that process because grieving is a cleansing process. It will help release all of that stuff that's bottled up. For me, it didn't, wasn't just about my sister leaving the planet. It was all of the relationship stuff that never really got resolved. It was all the relation stuff that I thought I wanted and I, on some level, apparently pretended like I could have. That was my greatest loss, was the loss of my dream. I, the dream went away and that was what broke my heart. And when I became aware of that, I was able to put things back in perspective. 
being sad when there's a loss of any sort, feeling uncomfortable, feeling lost, all of those things are absolutely normal. And if you allow yourself to participate in them, then you will heal faster. Some people never heal. Some people never, quote, get over it because, well, no one ever gets over anything. But some people are not able to get past a loss. You know, you will hear people say, this ruined my life. Well, you can, you can go down that path. You can allow something to ruin your life. Or you can walk through the grief. You can allow yourself to have all those feelings. Um, and you don't have to do it alone, by the way. Just make sure that the people you talk to are people that you trust, that people are, understand what you're trying to do. Um, there's, a, a, there's a great culture out here, at least in the United States, of everyone's telling, everyone tells other people how to grieve. And I, this is the other conversation I had with people. So, well, people are telling me I should get out and I should do this and I should do that. If you are in a grieving process, there is no should in your life. Absolutely no should. And what other people think about what you're doing it's just none of their business. You are going to grieve the way you're going to grieve because on, in some respects, you can't control that grief process. All you can really control is, is the part of, of you that lets it happen and the part of you that is introspective and the part of you that watches how it's happening. But you're going to grieve the way you're going to grieve and nobody can tell you how to do that. There are no seven stages. It just is. And when you step into that, oh, this is just where I am right now, it's much, much easier. And I hesitate to use the word easy, obviously, but it is easier if you are allowing yourself to be in the space that you're in because you're not going to be in any other space for a while. It just is what's happening for you. When, when you have a deep loss, you have a physical reaction to it. You have an emotional reaction to it. You have a psychological reaction to it. You have a spiritual reaction to it. There's this hole in you. I finally realized that that hole is not just the physical absence of the person. It is the energetic absence of the person. So even though I wasn't that close to my sister and I very rarely saw her, we still shared an energetic connection. She occupied an energetic space within me and I occupied an energetic space within her. And it was that energetic hole that I was really reacting to. It's like, I didn't feel complete anymore because that energetic connection was gone. And I felt that more intensely than I ever have ever felt her uh, physical um, absence. We were connected energetically. And think about if you have friends, I mean, we all have people in our lives that we don't see very often, but we just know they're there, right? You just know they're there and you know you could call them if you needed to. And when that energetic connection is disrupted, that's where the real pain is. And yeah, obviously, if there's someone who's been in your life and you see them every day and you share all of these things and activities, you're going to miss that. But the real deep, deep pain is that energetic 
hole that is left. And it takes a while for your body your, and your energy system to rearrange itself and fill in that hole. And you don't fill it in with another person. It's just that you actually have to rearrange your energy. And it takes a while. And it's okay. It's okay to be confused. It's okay to be unhappy. It's okay to have that big space inside you that feels so empty. Honor it. You know, give thanks for it. And then give thanks for what is possibly going to come in and and uh, fill that in. Not replace, but fill it in. What's going to come next? What's going to be helpful? And it, I know I've talked about mostly people dying, but honestly, if you had a job for a long time and you lose that, that same energetic connection is broken. We are energetic beings. We are spiritual beings. Even if we don't like each other, we're still, we're still connected in so many different ways. Even if we didn't like that, that job, we're, still, we're connected in one way. And when we leave it, we might feel a great relief. But there's also a rearranging of the energy patterns within us that has to take place before we are healed. And that is actually, it is the healing process of rearranging the cells, the energy, the the vibrations, getting a new vibe on. All of that has to take place and it doesn't happen instantly as much as we would like to, as much as we would like to avoid the pain and the the, um, the crying and the, the loss of sleep or whatever it is that happens for you when you're grieving. But I will tell you that if you approach this as a spiritual being, as an energetic being, and accept that this is something that has to happen, that your body has to rearrange itself, that your energy field has to rearrange itself, and love yourself through it, and don't listen to everybody's idea of what you're supposed to be doing. And drop the idea that there's seven stages, because stages are so rigid, and it's like you're measuring things. And you can't measure grief. Some people grieve for years and years. Some people grieve for six months. Some people grieve for exactly a year. There's no rules to grieving. When you can go into free fall grieving, so to speak, and allow it to be what it is in any one moment, you're going to heal faster. Your body is going to rearrange itself faster. And of course, if you are on a spiritual path, which is, I'm kind of making that assumption, or at least you're dipping your toe into it if you're listening to this podcast, getting quiet, meditating, listening to inspirational music, not worrying about what your beliefs are about the afterlife. I mean, those are helpful, but really looking at where you are in the moment and how you are being in the moment and what you feel like and what your energy field feels like and spending time in the quiet, whether it's meditating or whether it's going out and sitting by the ocean or going to the mountains or whatever it is you do to stop and get quiet, and go within, and look, and feel, and be with yourself, because yourself is, well, that's what you've got, it's who you are, and that's who you live with, you live with you, you may have other people in your life, but you live with you, and you live from within you, and you live with from within spirit, 
And so again, this takes us to the idea that, and in a moment, you may feel pain, you may feel grief, you may feel loss. But when you go within to that inner place that has never been touched by this world, you will find that there is calm, there is peace, there is that steady, unchanging energy that sustains each and every one of us. And if in these moments of intense grief, you can just touch that spot for even a moment, it will give you the strength and the courage to keep moving on and to work through the pain and the confusion and the grief to come out on the other side a stronger, more insightful, and possibly more connected person. I know that I have a, I have a very strong connection with spirit, obviously, but this this thing with my sister took me to a different level, because it showed me how I lived, how I was living in the world, and what stories I was telling myself, and then it show, and then I got to look at the reality, and understand that life is like it is. And we do our best always. We always do our best, even if it doesn't feel like our best. We're doing our best. And, and so having a, a, a deep grief experience was one of the very best experiences that I could have. Was I happy that she died? No. But what, what could I do about that? Nothing. It was pretty permanent. So what I could do was learn from it. I could go within. I could find my inner being, my inner self, the inner divinity that lives and moves and expresses through me. And when I was able to touch that, I was able to rise above many of the challenges that I had with my family. Um, it, it really helped me heal from a lot of, lot of the family dynamic. It was, a, it was one of the best experiences, one of the most useful experiences I've ever had. Was it fun? No, but it wasn't permanent. And that's the other thing is you have a bit of a choice. Grief doesn't have to be permanent. It is possible to move on and have another life, whether it is from someone dying, from you know any other kind of loss. We don't have to let these things ruin our lives. We can use these things to enhance how we are as beings. We can use these things to learn more about our connection with the divine and what is worth living and moving in and through us. Because there, even in my worst moments, I know that there is this spot inside me that's perfectly calm. And if I can just get out of my own way and go to that spot, I am able to calm down. I'm able to stop and change my direction. And I would hope that you might be able to find some use for this conversation, whether it is a grief over a loved one loss or any other of the losses that may have happened during the pandemic, because it was and is still a very unsettling time, and we don't know what to expect. And that's a loss too, just the fact that we don't know. We, nothing is certain anymore. And nothing ever was certain, but we were pretty good at pretending like it was. And now that it's in our faces that nothing is certain, we are grieving the loss of that. Again, that's the loss of a dream. And that is as it's an energetic loss. No matter what kind of loss it is, it's an energetic loss. And when it's an energetic loss, our bodies need to rearrange themselves. Our energy fields need to rearrange themselves. And that is when we 
go within and look at who we really are and find that connection with the one unchanging source, the one pure creative energy that is us and we are it. I wish you a happy, joyful, peaceful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.